Good morning, everybody. Welcome to It's a Religion, the podcast that seeks to encourage, edify, build up, not tear down. And we come to you live from the Middle West of the divided states of America to the Republic for which it stands, two nations under God, with liberty and justice for some, and votes for some, apparently. And, uh, it's really sad to see what's going on with our country today, but, you know, I read something this morning that we are to make our request to God, this was in Philippians 4, make our request to the Lord and let the peace of God that passes all understanding guard our hearts. And in contemplating that, the, the thing that really stands out to me is when we trust God, no matter what we see and hear, we can be at peace because he is ultimately in control. And the people who are doing the things that they're doing that are evil in nature are going to get theirs in the end. And there is a purpose at work in this world that God is allowing to get to a point, I think, where it will usher in his return. Because he said he's coming back. And you either trust him or you don't. So we don't know when. You know, Jesus didn't say. He said only the Father knows. And it's interesting to think about it that way because I think... We have a hard time understanding God's perspective on things because, I, A, we're not Him, and B, I believe He is outside of time. Time is an element that we are inside of because there was a point at which we were not here, and therefore there was a beginning. <sighs> but here at It's a Religion, we call it like we see it. We call the fact that... Uh, People will say, well, you're religious, Ehud. And I'll say, yeah, I am. And so are you. What do you believe in? And they can give me any number of things outside of Christianity. And I'll say, well, yeah, that, that's a religion. And they'll argue, typically, especially if they're supposedly putting their faith and trust in science, which means evolution and the religion of evolution. But that's okay. They can believe what they want. It's it's a free country still. It's getting less free all the time. When uh, you have the worst president in American history, practically, and the party out of power barely picks up any seats in Congress. I think that is pretty interesting. And uh, it's really sad to see what's going on in our country right now. I think it would be a, a good idea to split into two countries. We should have one country that's free, that doesn't have these big cities in it, that is all made up of rural counties. And then let the cities have their own country. You know, if they want to do all this crazy stuff, and then we can watch them all implode. But evil is what evil does, 
and we see the just pure evil of, of humanity since the fall. You know, our founding fathers did a great job of setting something up that has endured for, for a long time. It's been one of the most successful experiments on the planet in terms of government, but we see it slowly fading here. And I don't know what's going to happen if somebody will step up and, and lead a charge. But one thing that, that still gives me hope outside of God and the peace that God brings and my trust in Him is the whole system of states. And at what point certain states are going to say, you know what, no, we've had enough. You don't have the authority to tell us to do this or to do that. And there are many states that are uh, pushing back on the federal government. Arizona, or well, Texas was one. And Florida was another one. I think you, you would see that more in places like Indiana, Ohio now. Um, but it's, it's an interesting dynamic. You know, if, if the Democrats didn't have Philadelphia to cheat and Chicago to cheat, the West Coast cities to cheat, obviously... Arizona and Phoenix area to cheat. I just wonder. I wonder what what it would really look like. Probably look more like Florida. I think people in this country generally want freedom. They don't want all this gobbledygook that the Democratic Party is sloshing out. I think it's unfortunate that that they've tricked certain segments of our culture to blindly follow when it's really never done them any good. And I would bet that if you asked 10 people that voted, supposedly voted Democrat or did vote Democrat, whether their beliefs align with the beliefs of what the Democratic Party espouses, I bet you'd find some interesting results. So, I'm sorry, I got off track again. We want to start with God's word here, but it's just been such a depressing thing to see this last election cycle. It's hard not to go there. And I want to build you up in your faith. I don't want you to worry about things because there's no point in worrying about it. We need to get in the fight, I think. I think people who believe and trust in God and the Lord Jesus Christ need to be involved in politics, need to be involved in their communities and involved in the, the fight. Um, we are doing that here at It's a Religion, and uh, I encourage you to do that. But fight honestly, with integrity, and with a purpose, and leave the results to, to the Lord. So Everything will be exposed someday, including our own sin. Abraham and the covenant of circumcision. Genesis 17, but Abram, still being called Abram, was 99 years old. The Lord appeared to Abram and said to him, I am God Almighty. Walk before me and be blameless, that I may make my covenant between me and you and may multiply you greatly. And Abram fell on his face, and God said to him, Behold, my covenant is with you, and you shall be the father of a multitude of nations. So the Lord physically appeared to Abram somehow and God makes this promise no longer shall your name be called Abram but your name shall be Abraham 
for I have made you the father of a multitude of nations. I will make you exceedingly fruitful, and I will make you into nations, and kings shall come from you. And I will establish my covenant between me and you and your offspring after you throughout their generations for an everlasting covenant to be God to you and to your offspring after you. And I will give to you and to your offspring after you the land of your sojournings, all the land of Canaan for an everlasting possession. And I will be their God. And God said to Abraham, as for you, you shall keep my covenant you and your offspring after you throughout their generations. This is my covenant, which you shall keep between me and you, your offspring after you. Every male among you shall be circumcised. You shall be circumcised in the flesh of your foreskins, and it shall be a sign of the covenant between me and you. He who is eight days old among you shall be circumcised. Every male throughout your generations, whether born in your house or brought with, bought with your money from any foreigner who is not of your offspring, both he who is born in your house and he who is bought with your money shall surely be circumcised. So shall my covenant be in your flesh, an everlasting covenant. Any uncircumcised male who is not circumcised in the flesh of his foreskin shall be cut off from his people. He has broken my covenant. And God said to Abraham, As for Sarah, your wife, you shall not call her name Sarai, but Sarah shall be her name. I will bless her, and moreover, I will give you a son by her. I will bless her, and she shall become nations. Kings of people shall come from her. Then Abraham fell on his face and laughed and said to himself, Shall the child be born to a man who is a hundred years old? Shall Sarah, who is ninety years old, bear a child? And Abraham said to God, Oh, that Ishmael might live before you. God said, No, but Sarah, your wife, shall bear you a son, and you shall call his name Isaac. I will establish my covenant with him as an everlasting covenant for his offspring after him. As for Ishmael, I have heard you. Behold, I have blessed him and will make him fruitful and multiply him greatly. He shall father twelve princes, and I will make unto him a great nation. But I will establish my covenant with Isaac, whom Sarah shall bear to you at this time next year. When he had finished talking with him, God went up from Abraham. Then Abraham took Ishmael, his son, and all these born in his house, and bought, were bought with his money, every male among the men in Abraham's house, and he circumcised the flesh of their foreskins that very day, as God had said to him. Abraham was ninety-nine years old when he was circumcised in the flesh of his foreskin, and Ishmael, his son, was thirteen years old when he was circumcised in the flesh of his foreskin. That very day, Abraham and his son Ishmael were circumcised in all the men of his house, those born in the house and those bought with money from a foreigner were circumcised with him. So definitely some interesting things there. Um, why did God choose circumcision to create a covenant between his chosen people, the line of Abraham, and The line of Abraham, why why do that? I you know, I don't know. What other way would there have been to make a covenant with a, a people group? Or a line of people in this case. You know, again, people here, it's a religion. We believe that there is only one race. It's called the human race. And I see things, uh read things sometimes where uh, you know, there's a lot of racial talk. I'll just put it that way. 
And it just, it makes me sad because I think if everybody could come to a conclusion in that light, that we are one race, we may be different cultures. We have different cultural pinnings, you know, different languages, different uh, areas that people come from and develop different ways of looking at things. You know, there's a, uh, even in this state, there's a rural culture and there's a city culture and they're different for different reasons, but it's all made up of human beings. Black, white, blue, green, purple, it doesn't matter. They're all humans. If it walks on two legs and has intelligence, it's a human. Period. But here, you know, God singles out this line through Abraham, and he's going to establish a covenant for a purpose. What is that purpose? Jesus Christ. That is the purpose of the entire Old Testament. Is setting up for the Lord Jesus Christ to come and show us the destituteness of our existence because of sin and the holiness of a holy God and the contrast between those two. Lord God Almighty, thank you for another day. Thank you for your example. Thank you that we can trust in you. Thank you that your word is true. Thank you, Lord, that you've given us 250 years almost in this country of freedom and independence and certain unalienable rights that we should should have and as we see these being eroded lord by evil people evil intentions i just pray that somehow some way you will rectify and right the ship that you will expose people that are uh, being evil that you will expose the things that are going on and help people understand what the truth of the matter is. And uh, somehow get the uh, get this thing back in the box. I thank you for the Lord's Day that we are still free to go worship you today. And pray that many do so in this country. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, you all have a great day. And we'll talk to you tomorrow. Thank you, Lord, for the small things like me and her on a porch swing. The summer nights and fireflies and the sound of my old six string. Blessings on blessings on blessings on blessings. If I still got breath in these lungs, then that's all I need to get down on my knees and be thankful for all that he's done for my mama, for my friends.